Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 14th of August. I can't believe, you know, when we made plans for the trip, it was it was a while ago. And I was like, oh, all the way, 14th of August, 15th of August, 17th of August, and we're here. <laughs> and we are here. The tape, you know, all the work, everything, and... It came right at the week of the launch, and that's crazy, but wow, time is just going by, so I hope you're enjoying it. Um, Today's show, today's show is an interesting show, and I have to speak on it, have to, because it's one of those, if I'm helping anybody, when it comes to relationships, this is it being in a toxic place not knowing it trying to figure everything out figure them out figure yourself out what you're doing wrong what they're doing wrong and all this energy gets put into this place of every single day trying to fix it you just trying to fix it over and over again. And every time you fix one thing, something else pops up to the point where it becomes a way of life, not something that happens every once in a while. Conflict is normal. Challenges are a normal part of our lives. But when we find that we are so tired because we are mentally exhausted, that one of the two people are being manipulated, which means one of the two people is doing the manipulating. But over and above, Talking about which person is doing what. There are these ways or things to think about. Wherever you're at in your life, whatever kind of relationship that you have, pay attention to your well-being in that relationship. Do you feel emotionally healthy? Do you feel like you can grow? Do you feel like you're counted in? Or is it if you just don't do what the other person wants you to do, you're going to have a bad day? And if you show up and really do what this person wants, you may have a good day or they may find something else to pick on you for. It is such a webbed-in scenario that the longer you've been with someone where the relationship is toxic, the one that's getting controlled cannot leave. 
they do not leave. I know people whose partners have even committed crimes hurting other people and their partner feels guilty like they are not being loyal and they won't leave. And in this case, it's a man that can't leave, not the woman. And I'm fascinated. I work with him every single day, even if it's just for a few minutes, just to keep him strong. Not to leave and not to say I leave that completely up to him. That's not my business. But I help him cope. And a part of what happens, because, you know, of course I'm going to ask questions. But a part of what happens as well is when you first meet somebody and they tell you their old victim story of what happened to them and you say, I'll take care of you. You leave it up to yourself to be the one to take care of them. And that promise that he made, he cannot break. Because as controlling and strong as the person behaves as while they're doing it or manipulating you, is as weak as they are. And he understands that. And he doesn't want to leave her to the wolves, even though he's planned it out. He's planned it out. He's gone to a lawyer. He's set it up. All he has to do is pull the trigger. And he can't. He keeps giving her a chance. And now he's tired. Now his health is getting compromised. She's in a facility away from him for what she's done. And it's all about when he can visit. That's the extreme of going into and not recognizing at any point in time that you are in a toxic relationship. One that not only hurts you, hurts your children, hurts everybody involved, both families. It isn't just toxic like we had a bad day and we may have said something. That's, that's you know, we're going to have things come up like that. We're not perfect. We're not the same every day. We are not robots. But there's things that go on that you might want to think about are happening. A good indicator. There was something I ran across yesterday that I thought, Hmm, these make sense. But know the difference. Believe patterns that are happening in the relationship, not apologies. Because a lot of times in a toxic relationship, apologies run hollow. 
apologies, you know, you start, well, but I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Well, you always say you're sorry, and it happens again and again and again. So believe the pattern, not the apologies. Because if it keeps happening, the apology just buys time. And you have to say we can't buy time. We actually have to fix this. This has now happened so so many times. The other one is when you meet somebody, and this is a big one because a lot of times we see someone, physically see them visually, and we see what they are capable of. We know that they can be great. But we don't know them inside their head yet. And they may be great. They may already be great. But you don't know that. So don't fall in love with their potential. Fall in love with who they are today. Because people get in and then they think that they can change that person to get them to what they want them to be eventually. Because if you do think that, you stop paying attention to who they are and all you see is who they can be and you're living in this like false place. And then one day, You wake up and you say, oh, wait a minute. I knew that in the beginning. How did I think I could take them from here to there? Think about that. Don't fall in love with potential. The other thing. Believe all the red flags. If someone tells you something and you know it's off, like, oh, it's okay, I just, you know, stole it. And you guys both just walked into a store and they came out with a candy bar they didn't pay for. I know that sounds funny, like a little kid thing, but it's happened. Would that be a red flag? But you looked at that person through potential and thought, oh, why would they do that? Because now that interferes with what you think they could be. Believe the red flag. Maya Angelou, who's one of my favorite people in this world. I know she's gone, but I love her. And I I went to go see her even. Once by myself, I just, (laughs) they had one ticket left and I bought it. And I I just sat there and listened to her and could have listened to her for as long as she spoke. But she'd say, when people tell you who they are, believe them the first time. Believe all the red flags. Because what's behind one Red flag is usually another bunch of them. And that's even true for us. If we don't say something, but we say another thing, and someone says, well, what made you say that? Well, there was a lot that was behind why you said things the way you said them. 
I don't like this project could mean I don't like that person. I compete with that person. That person doesn't like me. Something happened between us before. We didn't get along, whatever. But there's always something behind why we don't want or want to do something. So if you see a red flag, there's a lot more behind that one red flag. And it may even be a question or a sinister type thing. I mean, it's a little thing, but toxic is toxic is toxic. There's there's things that happen. I know it's going to, I'm going to just take it to Facebook. We've all been on Facebook now for, what, like 10 years? It's been a, a big part of culture, life. It's, it's even hit its arc, its beginning, its maturation, and now, you know, they're losing some numbers because the younger people are going to Snapchat and um, Instagram. But Facebook, people's comments. When we read a comment, because now we're used to reading comments instead of speaking face-to-face to people, there's some comments when we read them you don't get a good feeling. You get like, a, oh, wow, why did they say that? Forget what they said. Just the feeling of, of how they said it, how they put it. Some people want to insult me or spar with me. Other people love me. That don't know me. But I get all those different reactions because there's all those different kinds of people. And that's what it's like when we meet someone. Know what their reactions are like and are they reactions that don't leave you feeling like, why did they say that like that? What did they mean? You know, that antenna goes up. But let's say they ask you questions and they want to know how you feel about things. And they actually talk about it. They don't just put it in the inventory so they can use it to manipulate you later with. Because some people just want to information gather, know what they know, and then use that information. And then they don't want to know anymore because they really think they're ahead of the curve in what they do know. But recognize that feeling you get when Things just don't fall into place in your conversation. We've all gotten so good on Facebook that when we see something that's off, we know it right away. And and what's funny is when stuff goes off on my page, people write me to say, did you notice? that this is going on on your page? And I go, yes. I do. But I have the right to participate or not, right? Well, that goes to number four, know your worth. 
know your worth. Because if you don't know your worth, somebody else is going to tell you what you're worth. And you may only be worth what they need from you. And I, I do remember being in a place like that. And I remember standing at the sink doing dishes going, God, you said, run, don't walk away. Why am I here? Because it was one of my, I'm mad at God moments for where I was at in my life. And I remember thinking, you say don't stay in places that hurt. And you can't change people. And this was a bunch of people, but I was serving all of them. And there wasn't enough I could have ever done for them. Never. And I was the one to pick on. And I was the one to put down. And I was the reason why. And I knew I wasn't doing anything. I was cooking and cleaning for them and paying for them and taking care of them. But they were unbelievable in my brain as to how there couldn't have been love there. But they taught me very well that you cannot change anyone. Maybe after I left, they started to feel that love. Some of them came back to me to come and see me. Some of them I just can't even stomach. Not because I didn't forgive them or whatever, but because I know who they are. I didn't want to believe who they were. I wanted to believe their potential. I didn't believe the red flags. I accepted their apologies. I did everything the opposite of this list. But they were my teachers. They were my teachers. And I didn't know my worth. And I've learned something to not lower my standards, even if that meant not being with anybody. For some reason, the generation, if you're in your 50s or even your middle to late 40s and on up, we were taught that we had to have relationships. Otherwise, something was missing. Even, even as women would talk, they'd go, oh, you have a man. And I'm like, have a man? Why do I have to have a man? Why do we have to be like that? Why don't we wait? And when, and if we fall in love with someone, that that's when we're together. How many people in that big time of where there were a lot of divorcing going on and stereotypical cliche type breakups, anger, fighting over kids, losing money to lawyers, that whole phenomenon happened. It happened because a lot of people 
got married. Got married because if they didn't, they weren't normal. And the accepting of the proposal and all of that became bigger than the relationship. And then once they were there, they're like, oh, wow, we're here. I got to deal with you? I don't have enough resources inside to deal with you or this. Problems were hidden because people wanted to be normal until people couldn't fight that feeling anymore and were willing to leave at any risk. Because toxic doesn't mean sometimes that the person is bad. But if you're not in the right place, the things that are going to go through your mind are going to feel helpless because you don't know how to recognize what is toxic. But if both you and your partner feel like you're just making it through your days because there is no connection of shared vision, shared workload, shared family responsibilities, One of the two of you is going to feel left out of this relationship. And then what happens is nobody gets to grow. And when we don't grow, forget how, because right now it's in a a marriage, per se, then we're not going to be happy. It's all about the growth. That's why manipulation doesn't work. That's why control doesn't work. That's why fear and doubt and worry don't work. None of those come with growth. And when people feel stuck, you can plug in person A and person B, John Doe and Jane Doe, or Jane Doe and Jane Doe, or John Doe and John Doe. You can plug in anybody. If they are not growing, they will not be happy. And usually the reasons for not growing are because something is not working. And this is something, believe it or not, that the millennials figured out. They don't cheat on their partners as a whole very much at all. At all. And one of the reasons they don't is because they do not feel pressure to be in relationships. To them, it is a choice. If a woman isn't married at 29, that doesn't mean anything. She's not looked at as not being desirable lovable, she's just not married yet. And everybody recognizes that that's a choice. If a man is not married and he works with a firm or a company, he doesn't have to be married to be considered for promotion. That used to be real. They don't want to work in the kind of jobs that we worked in where they sit in a cubby all day 
to get ahead, to sacrifice family time and life, to prove loyalty to a company. They don't do that. They are living by a bunch of different standards. They are living in a different reality than we did because there's just different ways of living. Our kids at 18 don't seem ready to go out to the world by themselves. They seem ready to go away to college and figure their lives out the way we did from high school. My generation, they had kids at 18, 19, and 20 regularly. If now I see an 18-year-old pregnant, I think of a child having a child. So what they recognize as toxic in a relationship is different. Do they stay? That's also different. It's also different. Because now the issues that we used to hide are out in the open for their world, in their mind, in their reality. It's really kind of cool to see how reality shifts and how it just guides a whole generation of people into a different way of thinking. Honesty is real important to them because when they fight or they argue or they're challenged, they get to the truth a lot faster because they don't have those barriers that we've been taught about not telling the truth because the truth hurts people. If they don't see a future, they know enough to say, I don't know why. Something's not working. And they don't have pressure to get married, so they don't have that conversation after they get married. They have it prior for the most part. They don't plan ahead. They plan their future. It's not like this is what we'll do next week. And they, they look at a future goal and then they work towards it. It's, it's very beautifully grown. People used to talk about millennials like, well, you know, we don't understand them. But in truth, they also did not understand us. Why do you guys do that? A lot of them have been through divorce in their families. So they're thinking about what marriage means to them, where their parents probably have not been through divorce in their families. Emotionally, they're able to get by because there's an honesty and a rawness that's inside of them that doesn't exist inside of us because we were discouraged from being that honest. So belief patterns, not apologies. So let's say you are in a place where something just keeps happening over and over again. The person kind of realizes it, hopes nobody notices, doesn't know how to heal themselves. And you say, but this is, this is the pattern. It's not about apologizing. It's about getting to the source of the issue. And because we love each other, 
which is why we're there in the first place. Is there anything that I can do to help break this pattern? Because it's breaking me down. That's as honest as you can get. And every relationship is worth our trying. Because I found out a lot of people who are in those relationships, they don't want to leave. They do love the person. But how can you make your life better and stay if you choose to stay? Understand that their potential is not in your hands. I can't tell you how many people tell me, but I know they can do this. Well, yeah, you do know they can do this. But are they even trying or do they care? And it's not your job to care for someone else because you can't, they get rebellious if we're telling them to do things that you know will help them. So believe the red flags, speak from the truth, let them know that you're willing to help, but that this is destroying you or the relationship. Just be honest. You guys, I will see you tomorrow for Dream Theme Thursday. I love you guys. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.